Oh, okay. Welcome to Discussions with Colors. We're on episode 24. I'm here with... Big Red Booty. Brown Bomber. And of course, uh, Professor Orange here. So we're just going to jump right in. Big Red, one through four, what you got? Three. Three. Schools are currently hybrid. You would go for two or three days a week and stay home and do work, attend class on a tablet the rest of the week because of COVID. However, if this becomes the new normal after COVID, then what are the pros and cons of it, and how will it affect future generations, you think? So, like, a school stayed hybrid, uh, for, like, permanently. Do you think there'd be, like, pros and cons to that, or what? Um, Brown Bomber, I don't know, I mean... There, there's pros to it because it, it prepares you to work in office like settings. I mean, I, I do a lot of online schooling and it definitely has me more in that mode. But if you're not a self-starter and not willing to get to it without someone right in front of you, um, it, it could go very badly. I mean, you could just simply never turn it on or never get on it and then for the younger, younger kids that need that personal interaction that won't get it, they may grow up to not really have social skills. I mean, it, it could go really badly. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as, like, work from home, there, there are certain jobs that it just will never be able to be 100% remote. Certain things need to be built that require plants that... Uh, like car manufacturers, um, power companies. Um, then, then you have a lot of trade jobs like plumbers, welders, and all that stuff. And that's not stuff that can be done remote. So, but I, d I definitely think what's going on right now is scary because when it first started, it was weird, and now the fact that it's normal. Mm -hmm. It's the scary part. Yeah. Didn't take long, I guess. Yeah. That's all. Really only takes, like, what? How many days to start a habit? Like, 27, but I think someone upped that number. I think that stat's been changed. But it's still not that long. And it's considering, like yeah, considering that the lockdown's been going on now for, like, fucking several months. Yep. It's kind of just normalized everything, you know? Yeah, since March. Yeah. I haven't even, you know, I. We're not in school anymore, so we don't really realize, like, middle school, ch ch we're not children anymore. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's referring to, like, he's in college, yeah. and he's talking about but, his kids that are in, in school. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's affecting colleges for sure, but, like, you're not, we're not in developmental ages, I guess that's what I should have said. So, seeing these kids not interacting, like he was saying, the, the social abnormalities that might arise from that. Like, we, we've been dealing with, like, ADHD and ADD and all kinds of stuff in the 90s and, like, you know, quote-unquote discovering it and treating it and blah, 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 blah. And there's a lot of Overdiagnosed shit, shit with that, yeah. But, uh, so uh, who knows what kind of things are going to pop up come 10, 15 years from now. There are going to be a whole other spectrum of issues that we've never dealt with before and they're probably going to have the same thing, overdiagnosing because it's going to make money for the you know, pharmaceutical. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, it's a really scary future and the deck is stacked more than it's ever been against kids. Yeah. So you think that there's like no pros then to it? Uh, the only pro I can see is, see is what David kind of 
uh, remarked on a little bit there that kids can learn to be self-starters. That's how he put it. That's a good way to, good way to put it. Which is awesome because if you're a self-starter, you can motivate yourself and you can do everything for yourself. But the huge negative, which is probably the majority, is most kids aren't going to attach themselves to that kind of idealism. They're going to fall behind. And hands-on learning, visual learning, all those things. Like I know parents are helping from school and kids are going to school to a degree. But hands-on learning is going to become kind of uh, it's going to get pushed aside, you know. And because of that. And I think hands-on learning is actually the best, like, one of the most uh, general ways everyone learns. So because of that, people are going to have more issues, or well, kids are going to have more issues, as I'm going to say, uh, learning overall. So everything's going to slow down or come to a halt for a lot of them. And uh, some of them may never, you know, get educated beyond, you know, like you hear about like these people who dropped out of school in their, like, fifth grade from, like, the 50s and 60s. Like, we might get a second age of that. Where people are going to be like, well, you know, in fifth grade, I just I couldn't keep up because of COVID and I didn't have the teachers anymore. And <laughs> Ten years old, man. And, like, I'm done. <laughs> this is a real issue. This is another thing, but this is a real issue in Louisiana, at least. I don't know about other states, but uh, here, kids can drop out. And if their parents don't do anything about it, the state's supposed to step in and, like, seize the kids and make them go to... They're supposed to force them to go to school, but the government doesn't do that here at all in our state. Truancy? No, they do truancy over here. No, no. I mean, maybe you know some cases, but most of the cases I know, they didn't. They, like, tried once or twice, and they gave up. They never called them again. Those kids dropped out at, like, fifth, sixth grade. I know kids that dropped out when they were in, like, fifth or sixth grade. Well, that, that's, that's not so much a recent thing, because a, a lot of uh, parents that I, I, I've known got in some serious trouble because the kids were skipping, and they didn't even realize that they were skipping. But still got in trouble with the, the truant agents anyway. Well, maybe uh, that one mother figured out a way around it and, like, bribed them or something. I don't know. But she, she, they only went after her. It was one of my friends who was younger. They only went after her maybe twice. And she was like, oh, they never called us ever again. That's what she told me. And uh, there was another little boy around her age who also did the same thing. And I think another boy. Uh, those are my cases. Another anecdotal. And there's only three. But it, I really hope that, you know, they're doing something, they're doing their jobs, they're supposed to be doing, like, getting these kids in, you know, in, into an education of some sort, but maybe it's going to be easier to skip on that with COVID. I, I don't know, man, you, you, we could discuss compulsory education for hours, because I kind of, I'm kind of like, yeah, we can either way, there, yeah. I'm, I'm either way on that, because I, I really don't think people should be going to jail for no, I don't not so. making sure their kids are going to school, you know? And I, I kind of don't like the idea of compelled action anyway, where you, you have to go to school. Like, yeah. you don't have a choice. Well, I hated it when I was... You saying. have to go to school. And it's like, oh, all right, well, that, that's... I could see, like... I can see it, the benefits of it, but it's like, all right, well, you know, it's still a compelled action. If you're not keeping track of your child under a certain age, I feel like it's inappropriate. But, like, say it's a high schooler and he's just skipping school, I don't think the parents should be penalized just because the high schooler's the jackass. Yeah, so yeah. Because every high schooler yeah. skipped once or twice. Not every, but a good bit, you yeah. know. I'm not going to say all because, but it happens. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't reflect poor parenting. It's just a mischievous child or a child wanting to explore. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> uh, I've noticed uh, with the COVID lockdown, homeschooling is starting to become more popular again. Yeah. Just because for a lot of them, they don't have a choice, you know. Yeah. Some of these states are being locked down harder than other states. Uh, 
maybe a hybrid school if they could get the best of both worlds it could be a pro like if you you know you have your parents they're more involved in their education they're more able to like balance the perspective that they're learning from school and also balance their like try to reel it in if if the parents think they don't necessarily agree with the school I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything I'll just be like oh if they don't agree with their teaching method but like yeah, that yeah um, another thing is like uh, maybe the parents understand a teaching method that works better for their kid um, because there are like different teaching methods, but like in school, you really only get like one way. Mm -hmm. So maybe that'll help. Well, I, core, I mean, core curriculum's a thing. I don't know if they still. I think they actually got rid of it finally. But core came in, core math, and uh, they actually used that system, like the way they did schooling across the board for the United States. They instead of like teachers being allowed to teach whatever they wanted to, they had to follow core, and for everything, not just math. Yeah, it's federalized. And uh, it was a uh, like kind of like a buyout I read of some sort. I, I'm not sure if this is factual, but apparently it, it was a buyout of some sort where it was a deal they made and they made a lot of money off of it and they basically sold these kids up the river. Like none of, it was the it was the biggest flop like ever in education. Like more kids failed. Common than ever. Core, yeah, that fucking Common Core math is ridiculous. Well, that's what you hear the most, but it, it was everything and it, it yeah, pretty much set it. them all back. Yeah, intellectually. Um, I know my. <sighs> My family member, I'm put it like that. I don't, don't want to <laughs> say yeah, yeah. her, <laughs> but uh, Jim. I remember I asked her. She's 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 18, going on 19 now. I asked her who the, <coughs> who the first president is. She did not know it was George Washington. That's all. Like that's like the the easiest question you can get asked. Who's on the she, she guessed she guessed George Bush. Wow. And it's like no, it's George Washington. She's like, who the hell is that? My daughter thinks Mount Rushmore is President Mountain. President Mountain? I mean, kind of. That's, that's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, kind we of. just roll with it. She also calls Dizani Water Dyson and 4x4s, 4x4s. Yeah. I love her. But yeah, I, def I definitely do agree with both of y'all that, uh, I mean, overall, it's probably m mostly negative because they're already going to be operating at a s social deficit what with uh, social media and screen watching and all that they're already going to be socially screwed but if they do this hybrid thing and normalize it then they're really going to get screwed up it, it's also you know developing social skills you know and not just that school teachers you have to stand up for yourself exactly you have to deal with bullies I mean everyone does and you, you, and you, you have, have to learn how to stand up for yourself if yeah. you don't learn that young you're screwed you have yeah. to learn how to deal with negative social interactions and how to you know process that and whether or not you're going to stand up to the bully whether or not, you know how you're going to handle the stress of that take you to stand up to the bully i yeah. had one and i ended up becoming friends with them and it didn't take like a huge fight you know yeah i mean i was thinking about that the other day like and the guy's like a officer now and everything like we had a decent conversation yeah it wasn't like oh do you remember when he threw that the textbook got me in ninth grade in history. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about that. It was just, <laughs> hey man, like, uh, so you got a family now. Hope you're doing well. Hey man, so you're doing the same. All right, you know. It's cool to watch progression. Yeah, people change. <sighs> but getting the opportunity and the wit, the correct wits about them at that moment. Mm -hmm. This generation though is so different. I mean, 
a, a Fortnite player makes more than a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, was that, what was that thing you were saying years ago? Oh, and the not the Kardashians. The fucking what is, what is that show? Jersey Shore. I love that show. <laughs> People are like the people on Jersey Shore are making more than a medical doctor. You should be ashamed if you want to. I used to have this huge crew. I think it's worked out well for the U.S. I loved Snooki and you know, Oh, really? Oh, God. And the but, situation. but now she looks ugly. Yeah, yeah. I love that South Park. Iteration. But she looked ugly back then. What are you talking about? I guess because I was in rehab. <laughs> this is my, this is my, my goddess. To the eyes of a recovering drug addict. She looked very beautiful. Yeah, have y'all ever seen that South uh, This is the last thing I'll say. We move on to the next one. South Park episode where they have Snooki and she looks like a little gremlin. It's <laughs> hilarious. They're, they're, they weren't too uh, kind in their depiction. <laughs> I wonder if she feels about that. That's so fucking mean. Yeah, well, I mean, she has a shit ton of money. Yeah. They have a shit ton of money. You can say whatever you want to these people. Apparently. <laughs> get, get over it. It's okay. Alright, we're moving on. Brown Bomber. Uh, <laughs> one. Why did I pick that name? You can always switch your name. No, I'm else. staying. Like, I'll stay true yeah, to you, the code. Hey. Um, no, I'm not changing. One, one through three. What you got? Let's take a number two. Number two. Again, <laughs> Every time. Time waits for no one. Why do we attach ourselves to physical places and times? When everything is fluid, why do we, as humans, tend to grab onto memories or objects so firmly? Is it part of our DNA, how society has taught it, or how society has taught us to be materialistic? Are you talking about, like, uh, those people that stay in the same place their whole lives? Like, no. They just live there forever? That's, it's that's, like, this is my hometown, that's, and I'm fucking staying here that's, until I that's, die. That's more like just the mentality about what makes you happy. I'm talking about, like, if, uh, you know, you had something when you were a kid, like, why do you attach yourself to it, or a memory, why do you attach yourself to it, and wh wh like, like, how Like, why did happen? I just go buy an NES Mini, so I go with the nostalgia of when kinda, I was a little kid, yeah. and my aunt would come in the room at 9pm, and we would stay up till 11, watching her and my uncle beat Bomberman. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my, that's my <laughs> and and they actually <coughs> lived here, and that's what made me want to move from Alabama to here. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to say where we were. No, no, no. So off the I mean, but I, wanna... I had a lot of good memories here yeah. as a child. Mm -hmm. So I moved here as an adult. Yeah, I was born in the city, but I never stayed. It was like here. a it's like so, a residence with the area. And it was just a area. lot of good memories. I had good times with my cousins and. Yeah. It was just like I always told myself I, this was somewhere I wanted to live and and it was with the and there's it, it became a reality. Just like where I'm going to college at now, I applied for it back in 05. It got messed up by a natural disaster. Yeah. yeah. And God, that's hard to not describe <laughs> well, I already say I already say we're in Louisiana. Uh, and and luckily, everywhere has been hit by. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, right, so, yeah, that's an 05, though. And yeah. uh, so I didn't. They accepted me a year later. I was already into my first year of college at South Alabama, and I get approved from them, like you know, after the fact. But now I'm ending up there because my parents were alumni. So it's like all these things that I always said I was gonna do. It's like, just like I always said, I was going to get gold teeth, and I did. It's like, things, I don't know if it's speaking them into existence, mm -hmm. or everything comes full circle, yeah. or what it is, but, or Man, if I'm, I'm just favored and getting my it. way. 
I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm favored or if it's just, like, I was patient for a long time. I, I, I wonder mean, if it's in the menta- mentality, because, um... I was actually going to say something like that. Because every time, like, you know, I set out to do something, it might take me longer than I, I intended to do it, but... It took me 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll usually accomplish whatever it is I'm setting out to do. Like, when I said I was going to go offshore, I went offshore. When I said I was going to start truck driving, I started truck driving. Mm-hmm. Like, I said I was going to go to California. I went to California. Like, anything I said I was going to do, I did it. Yeah, so... And was- it might not have worked out the way I wanted it to go. It might have took longer. That's life, you know. But curveballs, yeah. constantly. Yeah. I said I was going to get the short, nice-looking woman. I did. You know. <laughs> there's a. Um, I was going to say there's a book called Psycho Cybernetics, and it's one of those books that like people read for self-help. People swear by that changes them forever, changes their outlook, and it goes over what y'all are saying. Like when you speak things, you in, in to yourself, and like even in an empty room or whatever, you just talk to yourself. You speak it, your subconscious absorbs it, and then you start to uh, actualize, and uh, it's like a cycle. And this is a way you can keep on target with a goal. And um, this is like a big part of the book, probably like the the you know famous part of the book. But when you say speak into existence, it's more like not you're speaking. You know, I don't. It's I don't a believe, real thing. I don't believe in like speaking into the universe personally, but I. Uh, I believe in that, that you speak it and then your yeah. subconscious takes it and then processes it and helps you focus more on the goal. Well, well that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Like, um, these people that don't ever accomplish anything, um, is it that they're just not saying that they're going to do these things or planning? Or is it that they're saying it but they're saying it and they don't believe it? Or, you know, what? What is it? You could be dealt a bad hand from the jump, then never be shown how to change it because the people that are dealt a bad hand but shown how to change it sometimes they change it and they excel because you're more motivated to do something when your life sucks than when your life's already great like i got a pretty good life but you know being you know get married and do a relationship with kids I was motivated to want to do it a little better, but I have friends that, you know, started with nothing that were like, man, I better change this fast. And they were a little motivated. I don't have time to, like, cokey poke around school. I, I need to start a business, or I need to get out on the boat, or I need to... And a lot of them guys are making nice money, you know? Oh. But it, Agent Orange... No, uh, close. We we had somebody who wanted that one, uh, <laughs> Professor Owens. But um, but yeah, Professor Owens. So on what you were saying, though, I've heard it put in two different ways, and they were from two different people. One was my friend, and he considers that as a form of magic where, and he's dead serious, and I believe him. I've like, had a couple people that. If you think crystals and a couple of yeah, if you keep thinking and thinking and thinking about something or spend a little time marinating that thought for a certain amount of time each day, it'll eventually happen. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the same thing, but it was called well, I heard it three ways. The other way was called cycling, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what you said. Yeah, I I describe it as a cycle. You do it over and over and over again, and. Oh, I've heard of it fixing marriages. I've heard of it doing all sorts of stuff. My acupuncture lady told me about that one. Then 
the third one, the guy from AA told me about, he was like, man, you send this guy a picture of whoever you want to fix. <laughs> he was like, and he fixes it. Damn. And uh, so, I, I mean, with the cycling, though, I think it's supposed to, like, if you just think of something, like, obsessively, it, mm -hmm. it gets to a point to where you can't physically see it, but it disrupts all the energy in the room. Huh. Like, it'll totally... And it's allegedly <coughs> got rid of AIDS and all kinds of stuff in certain people, but... It's killing people. It's more like crystals things kind of thing. <laughs> I, I've never done the crystals thing, but, like, this bracelet I have on, uh, it actually, it's called a balance bracelet. I've heard of it. They actually work. Hmm. Because I've done a few tests so like on some people. Feng shui type shit I, I think this one's actually backed by science. Yeah. I'll do a test what, on you like, like uh, or out of here standing up. It won't work well. I mean, it might, but. There's I, a bunch of. Is it like magnetism affecting your bioelectricity or some shit? It, I don't remember. <laughs> what it, it's it? supposed to be scientifically backed. Yeah, so I don't, I don't wear, wear it just to be fruity with this cool rock bracelet. But. <laughs> it, no, I met these hippies and. Or I'll say that place because it's nowhere near here in Orange Beach, and uh, there's the shop, and they got the stuff. They got stuff. they got good <laughs> they, they got, got good stuff. They got good. I man, I sage. I do everything. Like I'm all about positivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I'm a hippie at heart that just listens to gangster rap. Yeah. It makes no sense, but that's how I live. I I, I, I would be interested cool. in the uh, holistic things. If not, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on, like, your perspective. So it doesn't contradict your own beliefs or something? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not going to say, like, oh, it's religion. It, it is a religious reason, but I'm not going to mention the religion. I'm just going to yeah. say that it contradicts my beliefs. So I, mean, we, I, I feel like, it, you know, you have to get all your uh, energy and motivation and everything through God and not through... External means, you know, but not everybody believes the same thing. So, yeah. um, some well, people think well, let's that. Let's argue about God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jesus <laughs> doesn't shoot out lightning bolts. <laughs> um, um, to, to, to opine, to opine on the original topic, yeah, I was kind of to bring us back there. Yeah, we kind of went way off course. <laughs> I thought it was all good and all, but <laughs> Zeus is on the cloud looking barely, down. <laughs> barely touched uh, the question. Um, <laughs> the, the only reason I think people uh, stay attached to, like, what you said, they stay attached to things that, man, you got COVID, bro. No, I got allergies. On, this is a, I hope it's allergies. Vince blown on my you, throat. Have you tested negative for uh, COVID? <laughs> some more shit. I've had, this, I've had this cough over here. You're sitting here coughing all over my fucking face. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's time waits for no one. Why do we attach ourselves to physical places and times and, and when everything is fluid? And why do we tend to do that as human beings? It's stability. That's it. That, that, that's the only uh, thing that I can think of. It's uh, people... Uh, they don't like change. They don't like uh, dealing with new shit. And they, they like things that they're familiar with, that they understand. Mm -hmm. That makes them feel comfortable, safe, and secure. So could, would you say it's in our DNA because uh, a trait yeah, of human I, beings I would, is that we don't like change? Yeah, I would say that uh, that, that, that is... Um, we're predisposed to that um, evolutionarily, I guess you would say, because I mean it makes sense. If this is the safest course of action, this is a way to continue 
guaranteeing that you're going to keep living mm -hmm. and be able to pass your genes or whatever, then this is the way you should go. <laughs> okay. So if you can break that, uh, you know, break that caveman inside of you, then you can experience all the wonders of life. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> with all of its shitty parts, it, you really made you made it, the question more clear. Like mm. I, I understood it at first, but I went. You're right. I did go first, <laughs> but I'm not gonna apologize because that means I was it's wrong. interesting. I was uh, but no, <laughs> I was joking. Uh, but uh, um, it made me think about something, and it's kind of like a dummy kind of metaphor. But it made me think of it in like a really lame term. So when I was mm. uh, 13 years old, my favorite game at the time, right? Ultima Online. I loved this game. It, yeah, you would have 700 points and you could put them anywhere you want. You could put them in the major, meditation, cooking, fencing, blacksmithing, animal taming, wherever you want. You make your own character. And they had this relief patch come out where it changed. Instead of it just being an item you put on, the items would have properties. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I thrived during that time. And then, like, I quit playing. They made a bunch of patches that nerfed everything, changed everything. And I always, every time I go back to playing that game, I'd be like, man, I wish it was at this point in time. Yeah. And because at that point in time, it was a lot of fun, and not just that. I didn't have bills during that point in time. Yeah. I lived with my mommy during that point in time. Mm -hmm. And if I got hungry, mommy bought me hot pockets. You know? <laughs> like, it was all good. Yeah. The dream. Yeah. A time of comfort. Yeah, oh, that makes God. sense. And I had a badass mage necromancer. <laughs> that does sound badass. <laughs> I would go with like, the necromancer route, too. And had a chivalry mate. I was, uh, he was I always go. So he was like a good necromancer. <laughs> no, he was a murderer. Oh, murderer! <laughs> he was yeah. like, no, no. He's I a thought murderer. you said it was chivalrous. No, no. Uh, chivalrous I, about murder? <laughs> no, I, I used it for bad practice. He had like three hundred murder counts. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't kill anyone for forty hours, your murder count would drop off. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, but you had to be signed in. It's like, how the fuck does murder count drop off? I thought once you murder somebody, they're murdered forever. Kind of skewed away the suspense. <laughs> Stop coughing. It's blowing away from my throat. Ultima Online. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're done with that question. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna answer the question? Oh, uh, I agree with you. Big, right, big well, Red. Been, been <laughs> a big contributor. It's, uh, it's security and safety and all everything. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to pick a question. We're going to do three. Schools are currently hybrid. You go for two or three years. Man, I we did already that did one. that. Yeah, man. What was the first one? No, I, did, I, did, I, I did three I, first. I, I marked the other number off. My bad. Yeah. My bad. All right, I'm going to read that one then. Uh, I made a goof. Would you like to join That's us cool. today? <laughs> yeah, you should share if, on it. If, if masks are a new normal, what effects might they have on society? Japan and South Korea already have a culture of wearing masks, some doing it just because they're shy or taking advantage of the cultural acceptance of it. I would have to imagine that in a country of 330 million, there will be people that will carry mask wearing into the future as a permanent feature in their lives. Yeah, so Japan and South Korea, they were uh, they were already wearing medical masks before COVID. Now, now it's part of their uh, culture. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they're just like, I don't want you to see my face, you know. 
And so, in this country, we have whoa, whoa, whoa. hundreds I of millions. I think uh, it's time for Agent Orange. Yeah, Professor Orange. Yeah, you ought to... I was just clarifying the question. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think he needs to clear the air. I'm just trying to get this vent from blowing on my, yeah, my throat. How do you feel? Yeah, why don't you contribute, <laughs> sir? I feel alright. Um, I think that in the future... It will become a fashion statement because it's already starting to become a fashion statement. Uh, they already have models in America that are using it or Instagram models or gar garbage bullshit models that aren't actual supermodels. Just, oh, look at my mask. Look how cute it is. Look how cute I look in my mask. And uh, it's going to change fashion because fashion's all bullshit and garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and, one more that's item. Just, just oh, say. man, yeah. It's like, bro, free money? We can sell another item of clothing? Yeah. clothing and and it's not even something that really Article needs to be covered. Like, if you're going to get COVID, you're going to get the shit. Like, yeah. And now that it's been normalized, too, it's like... Uh, I have a homeboy that's, like, obsessed with Gucci and uh, one of my car friends. And uh, he... He has a freaking Gucci mask, like, and you know, like... Probably like $300. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, probably so. I mean, that that cloth's made over there in where, in Venice or whatever. It's Peruvian silk one. <laughs> you know? It's not cheap. Yeah, it's a... It's definitely a fashion statement. Yeah, fa fashion does this thing. See, my my wife's in the fashion. I watch all the different little, you know, things she looks at and how it changes. And it, well, from what I can tell, and I'm not an expert, but I, I, I'm a, I'm witnessing it kind of secondhand from her. Right? They'd cycle different generations through periods of time, and then they try to add new things. But a lot of times, no one likes it. And uh, so masks are going to be cycled into something, and then we're going to see them pop up over and over again. And like yeah. the next 30 years, they're going to go through the 70s, 60s, and 80s, and 90s, because no one can come up with anything original, apparently. And uh, people will buy this shit for like hundreds of dollars. That's probably the same shit you can get at Goodwill for 10 bucks. So <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of a joke to me. Someone somewhere is probably think, like cursing me out over it. But. I think it'll at least be like 20 bucks at some point. If it, once it becomes like uh, part of the culture and uh, a fashion statement, yep. it's probably going to be like in the, in the ballpark of like 20 bucks each. Someone's like another t-shirt, basically. Someone's going to invent a way to make it easier. It's another form of advertisement, too, for uh, people that are trying to yeah. like, you know, push their shit. You can have like a Coca-Cola mask or some oh, shit, you know, whatever. They're gonna jump on it. Pay me ten cents an hour, I'll wear that Coca-Cola mask. <laughs> a monster you know, like, mask. The sale of medical masks is a money thing. Like, I'm good about reusing my stuff without kids, and I mean, they forget stuff all the time. So, I just broke down. I've been breaking down and buying little disposable packs to throw in the car just for moments someone with me, and then we've got it at I don't got a mask. I can just be like, uh, I grab one out of the box. Yeah, but like in the uh, the Asian countries, uh, they already had the medical masks that they were wearing, and for some of them, they did it to prevent the common cold and flu and shit like that. And some of them just like you know we said earlier, people are shy or whatever. I don't think this is going away. I think now, I, in fact, I, I, I'm actually really, really interested to see how this like pans out across the entire globe because the entire globe is on this shit. Man, I just so, don't want to wear it. Like, ha have to go work somewhere where I have to wear a mask and the entire shift because, like, 
they kind of make me hyperventilate after so long. Like, I have, like, a nerve condition, you know, and, like, sometimes, like, that, I don't know, it just kind of, it'll set it off after too long, like, all that heat build up. And yeah, I've had a couple of moments where I was hot, and it made it kind of hard to breathe, and I would have to step out of the room or go somewhere to breathe. Yeah. You're probably going to have to do that, sadly. Yeah. There's no way we're going to just not be able to wear them right now. Yeah, uh, and as far as, like, uh, them being mandatory, that's going to fall off eventually, but, uh... A lot of companies aren't enforcing it anymore because they're getting violent. Customers are getting violent. I don't know if you heard about that. Walmart doesn't enforce it anymore. They said that tell them to wear a mask once or don't even say it anymore, I think. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, the they can't afford to lose fighting. customers because yeah. then they'll go out of business. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, you got to thank uh, a subset of society. Even if it's just 1%. In the United States, 1% is like 3.3 million people. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. So, and then uh, if it becomes fashionable, it'll increase again. It'll go back up from 1%. If it ever does drop down to 1%. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me feel like I'm in an apocalyptic society. I, I think that it's going to be one of the marks, one of the major marks of this decade, at the minimum. It's, it's going to be like one of those defining features of the decade. It's going to be, we can do nothing but wear masks. Yeah, and maybe it'll, nothing interesting. Maybe you'll fall <laughs> out of unemployment, war mask, got a ton of food. Stamps. Maybe you'll start falling out of fashion in the 30s, but I think it's always going to be there. Like you know, people are still going to be wearing it every now and then, most likely. So everyone thinks it's a fashion thing, and it's going to stick with us forever. Yeah, it's, there's too much money to be made. This, you know. Uh, people in general, they want it, and companies are going to want it. And so if it's mutual, that's that's a wrap. <laughs> you know? Well, what about the idea that you know, COVID's going to be around forever, but what about eventually they're like, all right, so our immunity's gotten better, I think we have a vaccine now, so you don't have to wear a mask anymore, and everyone... You know, some pe everyone stops, but there's still, you know, a, a, a group, or let's just say hypothetically, there's still a group of people that wear them, and cops are like, you can't wear that. You know, what if they go back to that? You can't wear that. You're covering your identity. Because now that's allowed. You're basically allowed to cover your identity right now. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll take them off the books. Maybe they'll get rid of the uh, mask laws. I mean, I wouldn't mind just wearing something. You know, so people don't look at me. <laughs> but, but I don't think it would be just like a medical mask. It would be something else, probably. Well, considering how they're handling the protests, I don't think they're going to... Uh, push towards condemning mass use, mask usage. I think they're going to peel that back and get rid of it, to be honest. Yeah. And, and, and that it's a global thing, too. Like I said, there there's going to be at least a few countries, at least a handful of countries that are going to adopt this as a cultural thing permanently. Mm. It's just, there's it's too prevalent. It's not going away, it's, it's not going away in 2020. No. It's even, probably not going away next year. Even if COVID, like, we find the cure for COVID, we just eradicate it completely, well, and it's gone well, forever. There'd be, there'd be no money There would that. still be... Well, there would still oh, be mass. Yeah, I'm sure that COVID is gone now. Like, uh, all the weak... set hate to say it, but, you know, the people with diseases and the elderly that were going to die already died. And... You know, I don't see it really resurfacing. I think it's just like was said. It, it's a money thing at this point. Um, 
it's already affected who it was going to affect. I mean, I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people, and only four people experienced it, and everyone recovered it. I think the news has totally blown things up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. I have, I have a lot of uh, complaints about that, too. All right, let's move on. I think we pretty much answered that one. La last one. Do we occupy ourselves until death? Do we make life mean something by distraction? Are our goals, ambitions, just ultimately distractions? Kind You said, do we occupy our attention until death, you said? Do we occupy ourselves until death? Well, I mean, yeah, you have to occupy yourself, right? If you think what, about, what are you just going to sit in a corner until you're dead? Is that some does your life mean something? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Does I mean, it have any meaning? So, so basically you're, you're saying, uh, do you take actions until you're dead? Uh, do we <laughs> occupy ourselves until, until death? Do we make something, uh, make life mean something by distraction? Yeah, pretty much. Do we distract ourselves, but ultimately none of it matters? That's pretty much the uh, meaning behind it. Very At the end, I guess it doesn't. But I mean, if you produced offspring and they produce offspring and you let a good example and they leave a good example and it affects other people and it causes a pop, uh, you know, positive population, then maybe it did mean something. But everyone dies anyway, and it starts over with a new generation of assholes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've always thought about that. Like after you die and you're gone, uh, if you've ever, you know, everyone's been to a funeral. I'm sure at least once. When you go to a funeral, a lot of times I've noticed that they. Uh, personify a whole person's existence by like one or two things and I think it's so insulting uh, every time you know, like one of my great uncles died and then all they told all they talked about was that he was a great fisherman and I was like but this person was so much more than just a fish fisherman you know no one's just one thing their entire life so I just thought it was like the saddest fucking shit and uh, I don't know it made me think those kind of experiences made me think like well you know we exist we go we die, and then people remember just little bits of us, maybe even, and then you know, and the good times and memories. But then that fades away, and they fade away. And <laughs> do we even have an effect on the population four generations from us now? I think it's more, you know, like for the average American, I, like I know for me, it, it's a series of goals. That's all life really is, you know. First, you do grade school, then you go off to try to do college, then you try to get a career, then you try to get married, then you try to get a job that pays six figures, then you want to pump out a bunch of kids, then you want to send them to college, which we discussed earlier, mm -hmm. probably won't happen. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> college is too expensive. They're going to probably either work at fast food or join the army, you mm -hmm. know, because yeah. college is too expensive now. I think go to a vocational school. Or that, or that. Or, 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 they can go to the fucking NFL. Be a fucking baller. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like I have a slightly different opinion. Uh, I, I feel like the, it seems, at least to me, that the majority of people go the route of uh, trying to get people to remember them after they're dead. Mm. That seems to be the, the norm. 
I don't. I don't really give a shit. Uh, my, my opinion is, when you're dead, you're dead. Like, who, who cares? Mm. I don't give a shit about anybody remembering me. If they can forgive me the next day, I don't care. Mm. Uh, for me, life is for you. You're you're in this life for you. Mm. This is your opportunity. This is your window right now. If there's things that you want to do that are feasible, uh, and they're not gonna like harm anybody else in the process, then you should shoot for it. Um, it, it, that, that, I was like reading Nietzsche I told you about that the other day yeah. I was reading Nietzsche uh, recently and that was like the end of nihilism mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't understand that his philosophy on nihilism isn't that nothing matters mm -hmm. so don't do anything his philosophy is nothing matters so Too you everything. should do things <laughs> might as well have a good time like exactly yeah. nothing matters so you should do things i don't even think he's negative to be honest I mean, no some he's people not. probably hear that and they're like oh well you're just negative or you're a nihilist yourself but uh he just he so a lot of things are painted in like this beautiful sunset of an idea like everything's supposed to be beautiful and rich with happiness he believed in self-actualization yeah. like becoming the best person you can be and becoming human yeah but, and i actually agree with that like yeah. i I, I, I came up with that uh, philosophy on my own before I even read an issue. Is that man? I feel like people are more like animals. Like I don't feel like we're a higher form of intelligence at all. It doesn't seem that way to me at all. If you read a bunch of philosophers, you'll realize that people follow the same kind of uh, trail and come up with those same kind of ideas. You'll probably realize you've come up with the same ideas that this philosopher and this philosopher, and you came to it yourself, and you're like, man, I thought I was the only one who thought that. Exactly. But, and, and, and when I seen that, it was reassuring because I was like, yeah, you see, like, you know, this makes sense to me. It's like, I feel like we're too close to animals. So his, his approach was you should try to become human, which mm -hmm. means that you should try to, like, distinguish yourself from just being a... a Based instincts. Based instincts, yeah. You just run around, eat and sleep, and fucking these days. dying, and that's it, you know? Like, you should actually try to get out there and do something... Uh, more significant. Oh, what I was trying to say about his philosophy on life is that uh, if you were to actually look at everything and take all the happy-go-lucky out of everything and just like one for one count instances of you know, pain and suffering and good things that happen in life, you'll realize that the world is very, very tough on people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad. Exactly. And that a lot of things that people judge as negatively actually have very positive uh, effects on people, much more positive than positive events have on people. Like, I have a saying in life, I, you know, I believe in God. I'm not going to talk about anything beyond that, but I believe in God. And I used to say this every day in the morning. I would say, God, hit me with the worst shit today so that I can learn from it and be stronger. Exactly. As long as you have the power to overcome and the willing, the will power and the want to overcome an obstacle, the harder it is, the stronger you and better you're going to be afterwards. Yeah. They discuss this in a lot of uh, uh, business books as well. They're saying, you know, you should love failure yep. because uh, the, the millionaire that's failed a bunch of times and ends up losing everything, yep. he's going to be able to become a millionaire again, even from nothing. Mm -hmm. But the millionaire that inherited all of his riches from daddy or whatever, mm -hmm. if he loses everything... 
That's it. Like, <laughs> you ain't got shit. Anymore. That's why you never forget where you came from. You don't. You don't uh, lose your humility about yourself and the things that have. You know, because if you lose a lesson, because because money money corrupts, absolute power corrupts. So it's really easy for a lot of people who don't have that kind of uh, like staple in their life as like a, a tool in their their toolbox for like uh, personality traits. I guess if you're not able to to cope with riches. Well, then it will take control of you, and you'll yeah. think you're oh, the definitely. shit. Definitely, you'll get such that that big head. I, I saw that offshore. Everybody was uh, acclimated to the lifestyle. They were making shit tons of money. They were blowing that money, uh, buying oh, big yeah. purchases, big houses, nice trucks, mm -hmm. going to the bar, stunting, buying everybody alcohol. Hose. Exactly. Yeah, hoes too. Yep. Um, they were just throwing their money away, and if they were to lose their their job that day. They would be fucked because they wouldn't have any money like to fall back on. If it, or or even worse, uh, say they're in a highly specialized position like divers. Divers were making six figures. Um, they weeded out that position, so divers don't. I mean, maybe maybe there's still like a handful, but there it's not the big position that it was before. Mm. Um, they, you can't transfer those skills over to something else. But you're used to making six figures, and all of your bills are six-figure bills. Yeah, people people do that a lot of the times. Uh, when I was a picker at a distribution center, they had a kid who was like 22, and uh, he's in good shape, a uh, good-looking kid. And I was like, man, you've been doing this how long? He's like, oh, I've been here two years. I was like, you fucking made all kinds of money then, huh? You must have a lot of money to make. He's like, oh, you know, more money, more bills. You know, I bought a brand new car. I can't really afford without this job. And uh, he's like, I'm stuck here. I can't go back to college, you know. And uh, I got a nice apartment. It's nice for me and my girl, but the bills. Exactly. You know, it was just stupid. Was, I was like, you don't need, you need to, to put to get yourself. You don't need to put yourself into that position either. And it's really easy to do it because you know. Uh, when you have the ability, <laughs> you fall into the trap. Yep. We were talking about that yesterday. So uh, it's just. Uh, what was that going over? So yeah, I was talking about the philosophies, and we got off track to something else. Off yeah. on the numbers and something else. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, for, yeah, if you it, Nietzsche's not that negative. I don't no, think he's negative not. At he was all. a very positive guy, actually. Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, getting over that whole. And I've said it so many times in this podcast, getting over that whole image of happily ever after and all this garbage, the entertainment industry shovels down your throat. It, you just have to realize the world isn't as kind most of the time, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And you can make any situation uh, uh, positive or optimistic, almost any. And I, oh, one thing, this is why I wanted to go back. There are situations, I'm not saying there aren't situations that are just bad and you, there's no lesson to learn from. Sometimes shit just happens, but most of the time, like 9 out of 10 times, there's a lesson there and you can learn it. And even if it's a lesson you need to relearn a little bit better this time... That happens too. I have had situations where I got, you know, a flat or something. Well, or, or you can use, like, or you can develop, uh, you can develop thicker skin. I mean, if it's like a purely shitty situation with seemingly no benefits, you can just develop a thicker skin or appreciate the things that are positive in your life a lot more. There you, know? you go. So made it into a positive. <laughs> um, anything else from you, Brown Bomber? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I'm in Never Never Land right now. <laughs> I just fine. got a little frustration I had to deal with. The external conflicts of 
being an adult that I hate. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I think that's everything. So this is Discussions with Colors. Uh, signing off with... Big Red Booty. Brown Bomber. Professor Orange. <laughs>